what's up, guys? And we are back for another episode of Unboxing the Hobby. And we are here with our hobby friend, Ryan, or as some people know him, I saw Sasquatch. God, what's up, man? You you were like the person of the hobby right now. No, Doc. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just having a good time leaning into an opportunity. When they come, you're supposed to do that, so... Yeah, it's, it's been really it's been really good. It's good to see it like happening to a good person in the hobby. So, you know, normally on the pod we talk about your story and how you got here and what you've done in the past, which we'll do. But the biggest thing going on right now in hobby version of you is this one of one LeBron and Bronny cards. So, you know, you've told the story a little bit. You don't have to get too deep in the weeds, but like, how did this become a thing? where you're now basically shepherding this card all over the country and trying to uh, find the right people to help sell it. I'm telling you, whenever I got this, uh, this FaceTime from my friend, Dave, um, who's, who's from Chicago. I'm telling you that night, I felt like Ricky Bobby. Like I didn't know what to do with my hands. Like he's talking to me and I was just like, is this real life? He's like, are you ready? Are you ready for all? And I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, just like networking, man, like it's old school. Like when I, when I tell people, I tell my kids, I tell other people that I mentor, like networking is so important. And especially here in this hobby, somebody who doesn't do as much on Instagram or doesn't put themselves out there as much um, and the opportunities, like he stumbled upon my page and as he kind of recanted last week on a different show we were both on, was saying, you know, he, he kind of liked my content early on and appreciated like my authenticity and my honesty and just that begat building a friendship and then we found out we had this commonality with the cubs and i see now i'm going to wrigley field and with my mom and you know he's in the area whatever so this happens and he's like yeah you're the first person that popped in my mind that you know i think would would do it justice and run with it that i could trust um you know and, and there's some kickbacks some people are just like oh why wouldn't they show their face it's like the guy thinks he just won the lottery and i was like i mean in, in a small way he did you know so no, you know, call it 100K or 1 million or whatever, you know, and everything in between. Like, if that became public, there are people maybe in someone's circle that would find out, like, hey, like, I got some bills I need paid off. You know, they might harass me in a different way where otherwise they could just be, like, blissful, blissfully ignorant. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I do yeah. kind of appreciate that he felt the need to go reach out to someone else. And as I've said, and I, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I'm so uh, humbly appreciative that he brought me along for this ride. And I'm trying to... Um, own that and take it seriously and treat it as if it's my own. And every single one of those conversations, like I'm, I'm, I'm handling it as such. You, you are now a part of hobby folklore. <laughs> like this, I mean, you, this is, you know, probably one of the, the polls of the year. And so when people look at 2024, I mean, now your face is going to be associated with it. We'll see. I don't know. His might be too. As of next week, we keep on trying to like give my nudge like you're yeah. real you put your face it's fine. that was so that was my question next question was like so as the the stuff has started happening and more and more like you know promotion has gone around and obviously bigger bigger names are interested in this card like has he all of a sudden been like well maybe i'll show my face like is that happening a little bit a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's good he you know he he does just really want to protect the anonymity of himself and he has a small business owner and his wife and he just so he still is largely on the fence about maybe never making it public but there are a handful of marketing opportunities this week that are happening that he's like i mean i don't know my wife wasn't in it maybe i can still be in it <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll see 
That's amazing. And so today you just announced that you decided to go with PWCC. And obviously, you know, any major details aside, like what was there? How did you make that decision between you guys? Was it anything specific that you can talk about or how did that go? Uh, yes and no. I'll, I'll give as much as I can. But like going back to maybe one of my earlier conversations ever with Mac was talking about this proliferation of just like incredible high quality um, options in most regards here in the hobby. This was no shortage of that. So not only was I fielding, I mean, I probably slept all of 10 hours between dropping that news on Wednesday and Saturday night. Like just the amount of like phone calls, Zooms, texts, emails, just like feeling every single one of these. And we did get a handful of like notable cash offers. So did the car shop where it was pulled. But these auction houses were the ones that were like swinging for the fences and were chomping at the bit because, as you know, they might even they, they might take um, a little bit of a hit, you know, on on marketing. Sorry, some pulled up my house. Um, they might take a hit. Um, on marketing dollars associated to this. However, the amount of people that they could drive in now as new consumers or new sellers on their site kind of outweigh it to a card of this magnitude. So um, I'm telling you, like we had Golden, Alt, eBay. I didn't know eBay was getting back into this whole mix. They're promoting this new like a uh, marquee auction um, that I think is sometime mid-month and they're trying to go more of a golden, like big auction house approach on that. Um, which is funny because I could do a whole episode alone on like the history of eBay and PayPal and how it's done this in, in, uh, in our industry. So it's interesting to see them like trying to go to the four because they see a big financial opportunity there. But um, no, PWCC, uh, it was just a very different, uh, warm, welcoming, familial. I had a relationship with that particular rep. We scheduled, um, scheduled a Zoom call, which was the only one out of everyone who was like, hey, I just want to see your face and let's, Let's like talk it out and goes a long way. That's that's awesome to hear. Yeah, and and I know, and I've explained honestly. So like even alt um, alt came in. I mean, <laughs> oof, what is it? So I was on the chase last Friday, and literally that whole hour before we got on that show, it was like calamity. The the DocuSign hadn't been signed yet, and there was like people coming in out of the woodworks. So like, okay, but like, what do we have to do to get this done? And I'm like, I like it's done pretty much, but like. I like any good realtor, I'll pass everything back to uh, the person I'm trying to represent here. And I'll tell you, all came in strong at the end, like gave me pause strong at the end. And it came down to, again, like how, how he felt and the comfort he felt and every single one of them, they all had a lot of commonality. Like, Oh, like we're going to grade the card for free. That's a big cost. I mean, it's about $10,000 expense for same day. Um, then you have, uh, everyone was offering like, oh, you know, we have already a list of buyers who are super interested who only buy from our site. And we have like a very large black book of international buyers that we know would be interested in this. And and they're all offering like, we're going to throw our whole months of uh, marketing dollars at trying to promote this. And I was like, and I bet you all would have done a tremendous job. I think what was kind of a differentiator for PWCC, aside from just trying to like make us feel welcome and invited and and, and not just as transactional necessarily. Um, there are some like we had firm things in the contract and then there's some not so firm things, which are very, very exciting. <laughs> that, that if one of them plays out, it's a good day. It's a good day to be us. Uh, but uh, I don't know when it came down to it's, it's a part of this whole ecosystem out there and they're pitching like, Hey, like you want to talk about overall sizzle, not only can we get you off the plane and get same day grading and, you know, 
potentially have a moment here on Tuesday and a moment here on Wednesday. But like you guys will come into the show on Thursday and it'll be the centerpiece of Burbank Car Show, which is arguably the second largest car show in our country, you know, in the country. So um kind of ironically, right next door is a booth called Golden Auctions. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh at the end of the day, I'm just like if we're not teaching our kids sportsmanship, what are we teaching them at all? So uh, I hope, I hope that, and, honestly, and I gave, um, this is just who I am as a person. Again, it goes back to those relationships, those connections. Like even the person from all, as soon as the decision was made, like I jumped on the phone with him for 45 minutes and we pinged back and forth, like legitimate, like product management, like opportunities for growth for them. Um, and was giving them like my time and, and, and telling them, you know, like, Hold on. I, uh, I'm trying to see how that, but, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think about how to wrap up that all conversation. Ended up being pretty awesome and, um, got to break bread with again. Like I love mentor opportunities and the gentleman who's running that operation right now, he genuinely is just like, well, what could I have done differently? I love that. I'm a big feedback guy. Um, and I did, I gave it to him. I gave it to him. I gave, gave him the time of day and, and I hope, um, there's enough piece of this pie for everybody. And I hope that Alt can like really, they, they've got the financial backing and they've got the celebrity backing. Um, it's kind of weird when you have like Serena Williams husband sending videos. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> it's, but it's done. But like, I'm so happy to meet you. <laughs> um, it'll be cool. I'm sure I'll work with a little bit of that all of them down the road, but PWCC, like, I think it'll be a really cool all encompassing experience. Whereas like golden without getting into two, you know, they, they wanted to get this like, you know, graded today and marketed tomorrow and like thrown in an auction, kind of like very, you know, and there was a bit of used car salesman, like, okay, well, we need to know the next four hours, this deal's going to walk. And we're like, okay, well, uh, let's get talking to you. Um, like slide to my DMs, I'll put you in the queue with everyone else, you know? Yeah. Um, Wait, I think to your, to your point, this is not the last big car that's going to be pulled. And I think it it's important that, I think the hobby is looking for more relation, like more relational aspects of it. I think it's been so highly transactional that any kind of more kind of relational feel is going to go a long way with folks. And it sounds like that, you know, one in this case, but I think at the end of the day, it's um, really how it should be. I mean, it's, you know, it's all about the network. It's all about the people in the hobby. Yeah. And, and, and the thing I explained to the person from all is no different than I'm sure Mac, what you've dealt with, in your years of software developing when you're, or even mine with product management, it's right now at my current nine to five, I maybe have three personas I have to care about. Right. And in this industry, there is vast, like the number of different types of notable personas is vast in this industry. So I told them, I was like, that's, that's your secret sauce. It's not like you all are offering a very similar package, right? There was some that had a little more bells and whistles and, and, and stuff along the way, but, that's your secret sauce is like to find out whoever you're talking to, whoever pulled the card or whoever's representing them, like what is most important to them and lean into it. Um, and so for Dave, it was, it was maximum exposure, maximum ROI. And they leaned into it. There was like no frills about it. Um, it I don't know. It was a very good overall experience. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of marketing that happens, especially at the show at Burbank as soon as it opens up. So the VIP is Thursday from five to nine. And then, yeah, it's going to be sitting on a nice little Sasquatch stand in the middle of their, uh, that was my one hair, hair <laughs> brain, you know, just all in all, like 
I'm taking nothing for this. Like I was here literally just trying to step up for a friend because I, I, I wholeheartedly believe in the golden rule and treating other people like you want to be treated. And this guy went to bat for me to like, let me be along for the ride. So I'm taking nothing along with it. And that was the one thing I said, like, I don't want to be the face. It's like at any point you say, I want to show my face and you can back off like here for it. I said, but the one thing I do, cause I did, I did put an insane amount of time into <laughs> this so far. And I feel like this week will be even more. I was like, just let me, uh, it's fine that you're gonna have it on display at your booth. I just want it on my stand. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so, wait, so it's actually going to be on a Sasquatch stand? Yeah, dude. Fantastic. That I can't great. believe you, uh, you got that. That's incredible. I, uh, well, it also, it also hit, uh, helped to tell them that, uh, I'm in real good right now with Dan at stand up display. Uh, I, I didn't show this yet, but I got a care package to come home to the hospital with today where he made me some new custom stands and, um, I'm going to be a part of this like kind of pilot ambassador program because I mean I have been a big advocate for them for a long time and it's easy for me to sell stuff I can get behind especially like good people and good operations like that so uh, I told him I was like listen like a lot of people aren't going to know who I am still and that's okay but stand up displays does and your whole case is going to be riddled with stand up displays so <laughs> that's so funny yeah I I was trading notes with him like a week or so ago after culture collision and because like you know Caitlin is like in my friend group now at shows like we're all kind of running in the same group and so i was like yeah, yeah. you get a, you get a good good team running around you right at this point so yeah she's um, a boy and joey they're they're just a ray of sunshine i love them yeah i finally got to meet joey which was which is cool because I, I didn't get to meet him at i don't think he was at chantilly as i recall but mm, no um but that's super cool well the maybe you know you've got a lot ahead of you of course i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of stories that kind of come from it i don't know if we want to maybe take a step back because I think a lot of people have seen you from this experience, but maybe don't know how you got to this point. As you mentioned, you've, you've been around for a long time. You've known Dave. Um, how did you get into collecting? Let's maybe take a step back and kind of get into that a little bit. Maybe we'll kind of weave back around. Sure. Um, so I was the youngest out of all my siblings and I was the only boy. So in the house of all like Barbies and dolls and cabbage patch kids and new kids on the blog posters, my mom wanted me to have something that I could have of my own. So um, I was really big into like micro machines and Lincoln logs and things that probably outdate Mac over here. Uh, but I had these too. I'm older than you. What, what are we, what are we talking about here? I forget. You, you look twice my age, but I, I, I maybe. <laughs> it's only because I've lived twice the life. Uh, but the, oh, kids, man, I'll tell you. Uh, so yeah. So my sister's like, back and forth like i'd pop off their barbie heads and they'd flush my micro machines down and there's a little cyclical pattern of that where eventually my mom one day took me to uh value city furniture of all places and i remember getting this hanger pack of upper deck baseball and she like told my sisters like this is the only thing that's off limits of rhymes everything else like you guys are just like figuring out your war <laughs> but cards is like my thing and like i don't know my mom was a uh the cornerstone of like my fanatical foundation like she's the kind of person that like we go to church on Sunday come home and she cuts out the refs for Colts games you know um <laughs> uh, she's a very passionate lady and that's where I got my fandom from but um yeah I also I also think uh most people both of my parents were hoarders and I think we are all kind of hoarders uh any of us who I call like we have the like the collector's gene like I think we are organized hoarders so that's how I'm uh taking that gene and putting it to better use <laughs> if you put it in one touch it's not hoarding right yeah it's true that's right it's uh, you get it yeah, you got it. Uh, but that's, that's how I got into it. And then, yeah, man, I, um, like we grew up super poor. So it was my way of like, okay, I had, 
I could ever so often, like uh, I did a paper route when I was super young or I'd shovel driveways or mow lawns and I'd take these little sums of money and I'd go to Comic Carnival or, or some trade show or some flea market and um, I fill up my binders and trade with my friends and, and, and build up where I could along the way. So um, yeah, it started with cards and then kind of cards has always been at the base. It's always been present, but you know, I've had moments where I tried coin collecting or I tried uh, I was really big into Star Wars action figures for a long time where like I was the nerd that would like beat them when they were, you know, delivered at Walmart. I get my hands on them and I'd like keep them in pristine shape and dust them and all this. And Wait, when you say beat them, you like stealing them off the truck. What do, what do you mean beat them? No, no different than MJ Holdings now. Right. When people are like waiting and lurking for like the newest drop, that would be me with Star Wars action figures for nice. a long time. Uh, because some of the earlier releases came with like a little sticker in the corner that said new that gave it extra value. <laughs> True. Uh, so I'd, always buy, I'd always buy two, one that I could play with and one that I could, you know, put in a little side museum. Um, so no, I've, I've gone back and forth to different things and now I'm like collecting stamp displays and memorabilia, but like cards has always been at the, the core of it all. And when we talked, we met up uh, a while back when you came to LA for another trip and one thing that like was really funny uh, that you had talked about to me was like your past giant collection of like Andrew Luck at one point. So Listen, be yeah, before even Andrew Luck, uh, I was probably the number one super collector for Peyton Manning up until about 2014. Yeah. Um, it was stout, man. Like I'm talking about like almost every set, every rainbow down to the one of one. I had a contenders PSA eight. I had everything in between. Um, and I'm telling you with the expansion of, I'm telling you, it's around that like 2009, 2010 timeframe where the licenses were gone and these companies were kind of getting like dog eat dog with each other and increasing the number of parallels and whatever that we're seeing today it was nothing like that back in 2014, but it was still enough to be like, Hey guys, I can't keep up. Um, so I eventually pulled out a lot of that collection and then lo and behold, around 2012, to your point, um, I kept some of my bigger patent pieces that I couldn't replace. Um, and then, yeah, I went heavy into Andrew Luck because I was a huge fan of him. Watch, I'm a big college football enthusiast, but then to see us suck for luck, I, we all had to endure a year of Curtis Painter, um, which he was a very nice man. I worked for the Pacers part-time at that time. So I, I, I would see him sometimes come to the games. He and Tamisha Ketchings were a thing for a little while. Uh, so it was, it was, they would come to my booth every once in a while before the game started, but, uh, yeah, man, Andrew Luck, I thought he was so special. I thought he was Peyton Manning with legs. And I will I will go on record today on unboxing the hobby. I think that he will go down as the greatest athlete that we never got to see his his actualized talent, like his actualized potential because of injury. I mean, he was already on pace to destroy every single quarter. Like, we're talking about Mahomes out of, after last night, but I'm just like, if we had just given him a better defense early on, maybe he wouldn't have – you know, thrashed his shoulder and his knees and had to play with lacerated kidneys and he was still breaking records. How many seasons did he play again? Eight, I think. Seven or eight. Yeah. And like, he's still like, he was so significant in those eight years that largely was, you know, injured that he's like in Hall of Fame consideration, which I, I don't necessarily believe he should be there, but like, gosh, it was a, I was pretty bummed. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> like Andy from Andy Card Exchange and a handful of other like cronies when 2012 happened, man, those were the glory days in Indy uh, because we also had Kobe Flaner and Dwayne Allen and T.Y. Hilton. That 2012 yeah. class was a stout one. 
for people who are trying to pull indie cards in indie. And uh, at the time, I worked for Ernst and Young, and I worked um, four ten hour four ten hour you know shit. So I I take Fridays off and I just go hang out at Indie Card Exchange and watch people just rip through cases to the <laughs> dome. And then like it was kind of like this weird casino operation that he didn't intend it to be, but like people would open and go straight to his back office and he'd let them use a scanner and post stuff to eBay and um, yeah, man. But I had the tops Chrome rookie rainbow all the way down to the one of one in a handful of his like shorter print, you know, like rookie autos and things like that. But so what went through your, what went through your mind when he announced his retirement? Like, was there like a mixed bag of like, I have all these cards and also being a fan too. So what went through your head at that point? Yeah. I was like, and pile of cash on fire. So, uh, (laughs) no, so I was in India actually visiting family and I was at a sports bar when the news dropped. So like, it wasn't like if I were here in Knoxville or like in LA and heard that news, people would be like, you know, it'd be, it would stir the room, but in Indy, it was like anarchy. It was, people were losing their mind. And in that moment, I have a two-sided approach, right? The first part of me is just like, okay, because a fan, I'm devastated. Like we went all in on him and the potential was through the roof and he was supposed to put some banners in our rafters for us. Um, and not just like the cliche banners that the Colts normally put, like we won a playoff game in 2022. Uh, <laughs> like we were supposed to have Super Bowl banners from them. And uh, I was really bummed that we were going to go back into this like full on rebuilding kind of situation here that we've, we've uh, been in this cycle, but as a human, human to human, I had so much empathy for him in that moment. I was like, man, it's got to take some balls to be able to hang up what you're most passionate about. Right. And just say like, I'm doing this for my family. He just had his first child. Yeah. Like people realize if he went to school, like he went to Stanford and had like an architecture degree. He's like, I mean, I could do other things. Uh, like he wasn't hurting for money, obviously, but I respected the hell out of him that he was just like, I'm going to prioritize my body for my family. And I still think that he had dirt on dirt on dirt on Ursay because as a part of that, like Ursay let him keep like the remaining like 147 mil due on his contract. And I was like, well, that doesn't happen. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense in Ursay land, but maybe those maybe Ursay's brain cells were still a little bit intact. <laughs> I don't know, man. But it was it was a it was a super emotional night. Um, and again, like I was I was stuck between a rock and a hard place, and and I still take the high road on that one. It's just like I know a lot of people who lost five figures plus in that town, and my heart breaks for them. But we're all in this together, right? So we can all just like lick our own wounds and like help each other out. Who do we got to go after next to recoup some money? <laughs> but, uh, it was it was. It was surprising. I bet. And so you obviously collector to now what, you know, a lot of us in the hobby are doing, which is like content creation and all that stuff. So how did that evolve into, you know, what was probably most likely showing cards off and things like that to where you're very front facing now? Like how was, how, what year did that evolution happen for you? Um, after I moved here to Knoxville. So I, uh, I had moved to Knoxville from Colorado as a byproduct of my divorce uh, around the pandemic. And I I didn't even have an Instagram account until maybe October, October of 21, 22. I can't even remember. I just now. looked. I confirmed that. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 remember, I started the LLC. But uh, no, prior to that, I mean, I was on YouTube since 2009. And we were doing like daily mail days, right? And it was just like a very different like you'd open a mail day or you'd send each other care packages and like that's that's what you did and it wasn't about creating content or like trying to be silly it was just 
you know, you try to educate along the way, but it was all just mail day. So this one, um, you know, I had my kids 50% of the time and I was trying to find a healthy outlet for me to be like, all right, like my normal nine to five is pretty weedy, pretty boring. And I wanted to find a way to like, like YouTube used to be way more community centric than it is today. It was way easier to like, if I'm meeting you for the first time to slide in your DMs and us to be able to like, you know, strike conversation. You can't do it as much anymore. Instagram, like it's still, it's so much easier um, to, to connect with, with other collectors. Um, so yeah, I try to find a creative outlet. And I remember like the first reel I did, I felt like uh, a 12 year old girl <laughs> and now the rest is history. I'm doing like Ryan Schefter reports at three in the morning, a morning of a surgery. So, um, but it's, it's fun. Like I, I, it's a cool creative outlet. I'm still like trying to post cards occasionally, but I just at the stage I'm at in my life right now with, you know, I have a six and eight year old son. I coach all their teams. Like there's really no rest for the weary around this house. So I like to be able to find ways that I can put short, short form content out there and still afford myself time to make good, meaningful connections like with you two and see how we can help support each other and find ways to not just post cards, but also post positivity and post silly things and, and, and do it at a high frequency. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's what I've noticed. Like Mac and I talk about it all the time. I'm sure he's talked to you about it is like the community itself and the hobby is just like, is pretty incredible, you know, minus, you know, there's always a sm few bad apples or whatnot, but that's in anything in general. So it's, it's always really great to, you know, see people like yourself and every, and Mac and everyone else who just like continually like lift other people up and want to bring people along, which is just what this community to me has been so surprising. Cause when I got into it, I was just thinking like, Oh, I'll just, you know, open some cards. I'll sell some cards. No big deal. But this community's growth has been crazy. Was it, I know you were in the card community, but not necessarily in this like social media world. Was that surprising for you too? Or did you see that on like the actual person to person end first and then rolled into social media? It's how it used to be. Um, it's so funny. Like that's how it used to be on YouTube. Like how you see it today on Instagram, but it was even an extra layer. Like people were sending each other like care packages all the time. Like it was more about like, Hey, like, I'm not even going to ask if this card makes sense to me because I'm going to send it to you. And like people just did that all the time. Like it was just Instagram's on its way of what it used to be. I do miss that because they changed their platform and the user interface around like 2014, uh, which is also around the time that BGS uh, died to PSA. Um, 2014 was a significant year for the hobby. Um, so no, I, I do love it because now like, I'm, I don't know if I have it over in this. I don't want to waste your time, but I do have a, uh, Give me two seconds. Hold on. I think I have this book over here. Oh, shit. I forgot I can walk. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is getting up, everybody, on the podcast currently to get He's somebody. dancing. You can't see it, but he's dancing. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan, no. Keep your shirt on. Ryan, you don't have to take your pants off, Ryan. Doing the Jason Kelsey. <laughs> okay. Um, I have this book laying around, and I don't know where it's at, but I had it signed. So I, I used to go to shows. So, like, uh, Barney Stinson. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris of How I Met Your Mother. He created this book called The Bro Code, and it's you see how I end. I'd read one one excerpt out of The Bro Code for almost like three years to end a, a mail day. So anytime I go to a trade show, I'd have like people that I knew like sign the book, and the book is just like one of my all time favorite pieces of memorabilia. So I want to like try to like add something like that again, because for me, like the cards is always more than the people. The connections are <clears throat> the people are more than the cards. The connections are more than the cards. Like that's what keeps it going for me and what keeps it interesting. I'll go through times. 
I, I think I referenced it in a recent video. Like I've started, stopped, sold, and restarted the set numerous times. You know, like these things are going to come and go. There's there's new product pumping out on a regular basis. You're always going to go to a car show and be able to stumble on something that you find interesting they don't see every day. But the nucleus of that for me is the collector and the people. That'll remain. Yeah, I mean, same. that's that'll that's the interested. main reason I I go to shows. I mean, if I really just want to buy cards, I'll just go online. It's it's yeah. largely yeah. about the connections for sure. But you actually, I want to touch on something real quick because you opened my eyes to this, and I don't know if other people do this quite as much, but you you really opened my eyes. Is the the displays now? You know, you're seeing more people as they kind of create their personal brands because we're all basically yeah. our own little card shops. Yeah. Um, throw their logos on these stands and now I've started seeing way more trading of branded stands as kind of, it reminds me when we were kids, I don't know if y'all played soccer at all, but when I was a kid and played soccer, we had patches. I don't know if you remember patches, like badges or whatnot. I mean, I didn't play, but I remember those. Yes. And you would trade them in like the nineties with teams you played. So you would then have a hook on your bag that showed all the different teams you'd played. And it was kind of like a, like a history of where you'd been kind of thing. I Mm kind of think like what you've, I'm just giving you credit for for pioneering this because I hadn't seen anyone else doing it. No one else did that. (laughs) No, you were were the inventor of this by by sure. Like, for sure. Um, I love when I'm seeing that (laughs) branded trading branded card stands. Yeah, this was never a thing. I'm trying to remember the first time I even saw a stand-up display. It might have been two years ago. Um, And I remember, like, being at my buddy. uh, His name's Nick Beckvar. He owns Best Card Shop in Indy. And he had three of them at his house. And when I came out, I was like, dude, those are super cool. And it's like your logo and it's 3D printed. I said, what is that? He's like, I don't know. Some, some, some guy who breaks with me, like made them for me and mailed them to me. I was like, oh, that's cool. So then I looked into it and I was like, oh, those are a lot of money. <laughs> and then since then they've gone up more. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not cheap, but I got yours right here. Thank you. <laughs> yep, yeah. Showing it. For anyone listening, I am showing his, his branded stand-up display. And, so. and the last one that I had available that's still sealed, I, I told PWCC, I said, that one get handed to you on Thursday morning and you can keep it for your collection afterwards. Um, but no, I, and for me, again, it's a big, it's a big thing for me. I'm, I'm a huge advocate of just like building up everyone around you. It doesn't matter how big or how small they are. Like, and when I say that in every one of these posts, it's like one of my weird Ryanisms that I, I put out there. I'm just like, I am your biggest cheerleader. Like, whatever you guys have, like a you know an initiative going on, I want to be there for it, and I want to support you because like this this industry is is too large for us to not all win, um, and to not all beat each other's corners, you know, for whatever. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm going after this hard. And people are looking at me like, uh, I even had a guy I haven't opened it yet, but a joiner's card sent me his. He asked me for my address. Like, what are you sending me? He's like, I don't know what you do with these things, but I have an extra. <laughs> I said, one of these days when I finish my office, because right now I'm at my kitchen table, when I finish my office and I can get these built-ins that I want to do in there, like almost similar to the great curator, how he has, um, you know, lots of different stands for his stuff. Like, I think it would display well, and I think it will display really well. Uh, and maybe even more fondly for me, being able to see like friends of mine's stands with like my own PC stuff on top of it, I think really just brings it full circle for me in a lot of regards. Yeah, that's a really good idea. That's cool. Can't wait to see that come together. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that's just a oh, this is like how I think that's in a nutshell how <clears throat> we all work as collectors anyway. It's like we're all we all each have like random things in our collection that may not make any sense to somebody else yeah. or be as interesting to somebody else, you know, per se. But you're like, no, no, no. no. This is, has a little bit, this has a lot more meaning than you realize to me for whatever reason, you know? So it's, yeah, because I can go back to like, I remember like, I don't have one of yours yet, stock, we'll, we'll figure that out. But I'm just saying like, I'll be able to look back at that and 
I'll be able to tell the story of like when we first met and what's happened since. And I don't know, it's a cool talking point. And then for other people, I, I try to use my platform too. Is like they may not know you. It's highly unlikely that no one would know who either of you two are. But like, if there's any point where, in a very Ted Lasso way, I can say like, "All right, Raul, meet Mac. You both just got to meet a cool person today." I'm trying to do that every day on this in this in this industry. So there's a lot of really really interesting people I've met along the way, um, and we just gotta keep spreading the word, just keep spreading the positivity. It's, it's amazing how many internet friends we're able to make, yeah. and it it sounds right. even cooler the more I say it. But, but like high quality ones too, right? Like I've always been a quality over quantity person. And like, I remember the day that I dropped the video for Dave of just being like, and we're breaking the internet. I could go through there and there's like, I think the first person I post or who commented on that was like, this is like a four-star general with the Air Force. I remember him when he was a captain. I've been following his career. <laughs> so every year when I send him a Christmas card, I'm just like, what base are you at today, sir? That's really good. <laughs> I've, I've the- met some super interesting people through this hobby i've met some real drag bags too but like it's been mostly quality over quantity yeah so you know it, we talked about it before i know you have like you know you've been trying to get different positions with different companies kind of within the hobby a little bit but so money aside let's just say somebody gives you the exact you can make their whatever amount of money you want to make that makes your life happy and you go through a thing is there a out of everything you've done content whether it's working for another company and what a specific position, is there a job that you would be like, that is, that would be the job that I would want and love to do within the hobby. Is there something that you have that you can see yourself doing that you'd love? Yeah, man. And I, I, it's, it's not even one that takes time to think about. I, when I went to go to grad school at USC, that was always my target. If I were ever going to stay in corporate America, I wanted to target a COO role eventually because like, that's a role where you can really affect a lot of positive change. Um, and you can help be a, a, a driving force and a strong tone at the top. Uh, most of my life has been, you know, process improvement, finance and accounting, um, strategy. I'm doing a lot of that right now. And I, and I think between like my educational background and my professional experience, which is pretty broad, and then couple that with like a lifetime's worth of like intimate knowledge of this hobby, I really do. And I've, I've, I've said it not subtly to every company that I've, I've come across that I'm like, I know I could come in on day one and do good things and do big things. Um, so something, you know, and, and so to what you were alluding to, I got, I got pretty far along with Comsi for the director of product role. And I got after three months of sitting down with every VP and SVP and director. And, and I, I finished second place in that race. And that sucked because Ricky Bobby says you're last. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to do that again, man. In like, um, so yeah, I'm in the midst of talking to fanatics right now and I'm telling them that I'm just like, they're talking to me about two different projects. And I was like, but I wouldn't, I would only leave the role that I'm in right now working for visa. If, if I could really come in and have autonomy to drive something and own something, you know, like there's a lot of opportunity for growth. I'm not going to say fanatics or anyone else in the industry they're crushing it like they're all doing a lot of good things and there's a lot of opportunity for growth and i want to be in here for that part of it um, yeah i mean i think that's yeah i i like it i think that you know there's very few people i meet in the industry that are super interested in doing something like that type of role you know it's like a lot of people we meet honestly are like either content creators or something like that and they want to you know keep this entrepreneurial you know move up 
you know, whereas like you would like to make change within the hobby doing something like that, which is a testament to you and what you, you know, what you backing up what you say, you know, every day on social media, basically. Thank you. Yeah, man. It's just about trying to have like a, it's, you, you're, you're a father of two awesome kids too. And it's just like, we're collectors trying to raise future collectors. And I want there to be in whatever ecosystem, this is constantly evolving, always has. Right. But like, I want it to just be like a sustainable, healthy ecosystem where the collector is at the core of it all right now. And I think there's opportunity to get that back on track. Yeah. I, I agree. I love it. It's uh it's funny. It's it's always fun because I think the good thing about you is like you talked about it before with the reason that, you know, uh, Dave is his name, the person that re is selling. He reached out to you because your authenticity. And that was always what I enjoyed about you anyway, is just like for good or bad, you were very realistic about what, you know, you thought about products and different things in the hobby. And yeah. it's it's because of the position you want, I think you always had a good realization that like as long as they can make it you know, the collector is being the core, this is still a business. Like this is, this is still a business. Like every, right. every angle of this, no matter where you go, there's a business because nobody's really giving anything away for free. So, right. so you know, I, to have people like you at the top, I think would be very beneficial because, you know, you understand that it's a business, but you also understand that there are people that just really do love collecting and want to get, <laughs> get the most for as little as possible type thing, you know? Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I, I enter every day, just open to being open. And that does change your outlook on life. Um, trying not to get too anchored down on like how slow corporate America works a lot of times. So this surgery slash uh, escapade in LA over the next five days will be an excellent distraction to that. But we'll see. I don't, I don't know what, what kind of doors this opens. And if nothing else, like I said, I am more than elated to be along for the ride for this. <laughs> Is there anything that like opened your eyes over this last process of like the doing this whole one of one thing? Like, I know you've been dealing with this and you're in corporate America in general, but like, was there anything that happened over the last like five days that you're just like, what the hell? You know? Um, not really. I I might have I might have slightly underestimated like how much like direct feedback I was gonna get. Not 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 feedback on my posts like. I mean, I made them so that they were pretty like matter of fact and just like get to the business and just like try to put a little spin of humor into them. But um, just the amount of people, like when something big is happening, when you're talking about the flavor of the week, uh, there was just a lot of a lot of interested parties and in trying to like feel those and time management. And and uh, I do not, I might have a greater appreciation for the auction houses. I'll say that, especially when you're going after a new customer base or you you know that new sexy big fish of the week that you want to get in on I mean that was a very interesting process so Friday I was um managing my normal visa job and in between calls like I'm literally like going back and forth with these guys just trying to like get them to one up each other <laughs> and it was crazy they were all locked and loaded and they were just chopping at the bit you could see the drill from here but uh it was cool it was a cool experience and, and I think again like I'm the kind of person that wasn't just like sorry eBay um, I gave them time to talk about it and like what, like from, from our vantage point, what was maybe not as sected to the deal or to the overall experience. And, um, yeah, I mean, we're all going to get better with, you know, Mac and I talk about software development a lot and we, we do, um, you know, iterative agile methodology approaches. So you're constantly delivering new value, um, to your stakeholders, or your audience every two weeks, but you're getting intentionally better each time. Um, so that's why I, 
I try to do for myself and try to help shepherd other people along the way with that looking like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> what I I know we have to ask, otherwise people are going to be like, why didn't you ask? What do you think it's going to hit? What do you think the number is? Oh, that's a, that's a question that keeps me up at night because I have heard from asking a lot of subject matter experts who are like way deeper into high-end basketball more than I am. Yeah. This card's range is throttling. What I've heard from like people that you all know, I mean, I've heard, I've heard, I mean, we've, I'll be honest, like we turned down six figure offers. Sure. Um, and I do also recognize that there are a lot of people that will say like, oh, the first offer is always the best one. It's not going to be. I don't think so. I, I genuinely feel like the significance of this card, and I try to like touch on it here and there where I'm getting pulled on, you know, to um, shows like this. There is no show like this, but when I'm getting pulled on to other shows, um, I'm trying to touch that point of the significance of this card. I hear a lot of people give feedback about Bronny, and I'm like, that's not the point. This is LeBron's first ever autograph at Tops. That's stupid. This is his first, you know, signature in over 10 years if you don't count Space Jam, which I don't. <laughs> um, and it's the first one with this. Uh, I mean, it's just like it's got it's got so much historical significance when people are like, oh, we got to shoot while the iron's hot. And I'm like, I mean, this is a card that is always going to be hot. That's the point. That's why I got a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got a commercial. They tell me that did the triple logo man get a get a commercial? It did not. Um this is a cool piece. And the fact that they were able to do it with his son and like, no matter what happens to Bronny, like he'll make it to the big, you know, he'll make it to the NBA next year. But um, I think I've heard of the range being somewhere in between like 150 K and a million. And I think what will happen is I think it'll probably somewhere in that five to seven. If I had to guess, if I think where it lands on, I think it'll do way better than um, golden's one of one Brady that just recently did 157. I mean, that had no, historical significance like it was maybe the coolest novelty card in the last 10 years but it, it, it really had no historical significance where this has so much and he has a much larger international following right like high-end basketball when i first when dave first approached me i was like don't be surprised if we get calls from like people in china yeah but this right now i don't have to deal with all those phone calls <laughs> and, yeah uh, some i mean some of the biggest <sighs> Basketball yeah. accounts I follow, I think, are a lot of Asia. As I think about, that's it. What I'm I think it, I think it probably ends up in Asia. I think the people that I, I, I did struggle. And Mac, you and I have talked about this in the past about like the number of followers you have versus like your ability to kind of like penetrate certain accounts. And like, I mean, I was calling in favors to people who had like four or five x what I did, and I was just like, but I just I want to I want LeBron to know. <laughs> like I wanted to see if he wants to take a stab at this or like shine or champagne poppy. And every single one of those people will have nothing, but this will be in their face when marketing between now yeah. and the March premier auction starting at March 7th, like PWCC is going to do a fantastic job of like calling everyone who they know is pre-approved and that are going to have interest in this. And I do think there's going to be a level of FOMO and duking it out at the end that I will have sufficient popcorn ready <laughs> that night after the hammer to see how long it goes. We're excited uh, to see it, man. What, when yeah, does the, when does it start? When does it end? I think it starts March 7th. I'm nothing without outlook. Honestly, I'm back to holding my hands like this. Um, I think it starts March 7th and I think they run 10 days it, Don't hold man. me to it, but uh, I'll give you the answer uh, in person this week. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll see you on uh, Friday. Um, I get in they, that. <laughs> is that the big announcement is uh stock and trade actually attending a show this week listen i attend all burbank shows because they're in my los angeles area 
so, I just assumed he was gonna be there, right? Yeah, and it's uh, and it's usually for about a four-hour period. So uh, get me while I'm there, and then I'm out. <laughs> I will. I'm planning on it. Yes. I'll seek you out though for sure. But uh, dude, thank you so much. I know, like you said, your hours of sleep have been very minimal, much less like medical things coming up and all this stuff. So you popping on here was uh, was uh, definitely uh, well much appreciated, you know. But uh, Mac, the, the, uh, g- give them your give them your end question with what we always like to say. So this is where you get to shamelessly plug whatever you want. Where can people go to keep up with your journey? Yeah, just on Instagram, man. Like that's where I'm. I'm focusing all of my attention these days, for the most part. Uh, Instagram at I saw Sasquatch. You can still call me Ryan, but that's the handle. Um, gonna be lots of collabs going on with Fanatics and Tops and PWCC, and um, I guess I'll drop this here because I haven't announced it yet. But I have commandeered uh, industry darling basketball card guy to be uh, camera and editing along the way, so I can. I tell you, it's like one of my biggest problems when i was in atlanta and i'm telling you i was like i just like to keep my phone in my pocket and talk to people um and i don't and, and i've said this from day one i said it to pwcc i said it to everyone in the in, in the process is this is not about me this is 100 percent only about dave and i want to do everything in my power to make sure this feels like a grand slam for he and his family and that it can be appropriately time capsuled so he can look back at this in like the fondest way possible i don't want anything to to, to fall on the floor so I love that great. so much. Yeah, I, saw I saw right, Sasquatch. But... I wonder if people are going to start calling you Sasquatch. Like, I, I really hope that takes off and that's you start going by your handle. Cool. Cool. Especially the yeah, big beard. Uh, I'm, I'm going to really push that one from now on. I, I just got it trimmed yesterday, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. buddy. Well, thank you so much again, dude. We'll, uh, I can't wait to see you this week and see, uh, see a little card on the stand in person. Thank you, dude. I'm so excited. So excited to see you in person. Don't be a, uh... yeah. Thanks for having me on. Later.